Well, for those of you who are on the uh, who are on the the GroupMe page, there was a question posed to us by Miss Debbie about Isaiah chapter 30. If you want to go ahead and turn there, um, I want to address that question right here in the front, and then I want to teach this lesson on the guidance of God or God's guidance. Uh, what the Lord laid on my heart as I was looking at this passage of Scripture. So Isaiah chapter 30, verse uh, 20 through 22. Her question was about verse 21, so we'll read the text and we'll talk about it. I'll answer it. And then uh, while you're thumbing through, find uh, Psalms 25, and we'll read, we'll read that. I'm talking about God, uh, God's guidance, how He guides us through through life, the various means he uses for that, um, the the nature of God's guidance, and then the methods in which we see physically and feel spiritually. So verse 20 reads, although the Lord has given you bread of uh, privation and water of op uh, oppression, he, your teacher, will no longer hide himself but your eyes will behold your teacher. Your eyes will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right or to the left. And you will defile your graven images overlaid with silver and your molten images plaited uh, with gold. You will scatter them as an impure thing and say to them, be gone. So her question was on verse uh, 21, your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it, wherever you turn to the right or to the left. And her question was pretty simple. Why behind? Why, why am I going to hear a word from, as verse 20 says, from my teacher, from, from God, uh, from behind me? And this passage here is actually talking about uh, the conscience of, of a man. How we perceive God's words, right? There's various ways that we get through that, but this right here, um, and the analogy here is of a shepherd and his sheep. If you've ever been around sheep or, or seen images of shepherds or, or watched movies with a shepherd in it, uh, most of the time, not all the time, sometimes they're leading them, but most of the time the sheep are before the shepherd. The shepherd is actually behind the sheep and the sheep are, are going left or right and the shepherd is telling them where to go, guiding them one way or the other. So the analogy is you'll hear the word from behind you because God is what? Our, he's our good shepherd. So he is leading us. He goes before us. The word of God says that. But also at times, especially walking through this sanctification process, uh, as verse 21 says, when I start to veer right or veer left, there's this voice that comes on the inside of me and he tells me which way to go, right? We talk about the conscience of man, that still small voice, right? Which we can't agree with. If we're not saved, the Word of God says that conscience is is impure and it's it's not right. But as, after salvation, that is how God speaks to us. There there is a conscience of a man who has been or a woman who has been changed, right? And that's how God 
speaks to us. So to answer that question right off the bat, verse 21 is talking about its analogy of a shepherd leading his sheep. And, and that's exactly how our relationship with, with God is. He is. He's not dragging us, right? We're not goats or, or bulls or, or a steer not wanting to go into a corral. You know, he's not dragging us into a thing, but he's gently leading us one way to the next from glory to glory by faith to faith. And when we do start to veer off of that path, he, his gentle guidance comes in, right? If we're willing to listen, we can hear. Right? So that's what we're talking about tonight. So as I was uh, studying that out and, and reading that, uh, Psalm 25 come to my mind and, and I began to read. I want to read all 22 verses. It's short. Uh, but this psalm here, it's a psalm of David, and uh, we're talking about the guidance of God. In this psalm, David says several times, "You're my, like you're the one who leads. I need your guidance." Right. So, we'll begin to read in verse one. It says, "To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust." Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. Indeed, none of those who wait for you are yeah, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed. Those who deal treacherously without cause will be ashamed. Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and your loving kindness, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your loving kindness, remember me for your goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice, and he teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are loving kindness and truth to those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. For your name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way he should choose. His soul will abide in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them know his covenant. My eyes are continually towards the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net, turn me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look upon my afflictions and my troubles and forgive all my sins. Look upon my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with violent hatred. Guard my soul and deliver me. Do not let me be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. So the, the theme that keeps coming over and over of this psalm is two things. I need your guidance because you are the one who knows. And what? Forgive me of my sins. Why? Because... I know I need to listen to you. I know you're supposed to be guiding me. I know you want to guide me, but yet I don't listen, right? Over and over and over again. That's something that David understood, and us as Christians, we understand that too. 
right? If I am to make it to glory, it's going to be God in his spirit in me that's going to guide me to that place. And our job as Christians is to die daily and to listen, right? To listen to what God has to say. Because there is uh, one thing over and over and over in Scripture is that God speaks daily. He speaks to us continually. And He desires to, to, to speak to us. We just have to listen, right? We have passages in the Bible. Christ says it a lot. Jesus says what? To those who have ears to hear, let them, let them hear, right? And what is that that we're trying to hear? Well, it's the words of God. So uh, on your handout... I like quotes. These people have, have said a lot of the same things we say. They just tend to say it a lot better. Uh, I have a couple of them right here. John Blanchard, uh, modern-day theologian, he, he says this, Surely we only have to be realistic and honest with ourselves to know how regularly we need to turn to the Bible. How often do we face problems, temptations, and pressure? Every day, Right? <laughs> Then, how often do we need instruction, guidance, and greater encouragement? Every day. To catch all these felt needs up into an even greater issue, how often do we need to see God's face, hear His voice, feel His touch, know His power? The answer to all these questions is the same. Every day. Do we strive to listen every day? We need to. We need to. John Piper said the Word of God is uh, creative. It is a hammer that crushes the hardness of our insubordination. It is medicine that heals the brokenhearted, and it's light that gives us guidance and hope on our way. So tonight, nothing new. God's primary means of communication is the Word in which He's given us. But he speaks in many other ways, too. We're going to talk about both. But make no mistake, this holds a lot of weight. God has spoken, and since God has spoken, it's good, right? Uh, over and over again, we find the, the subject of God's guidance brought before us in, in the Word of God. In the Old and New Testament, we... We have promises of guidance and examples of, of those who sought and found God's will for their lives. So from Genesis to Revelation, uh, it's example after example of people who listened to God's guidance and people who didn't, right? So examples work both ways. We have good examples and we have bad examples, and they both teach us what we should and, and shouldn't do. So the, is every king in Israel's history a good king? No. But we learn from every single one of them, right? Sometimes, matter of fact, the, 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 the wrong examples teach the most, right? Because <laughs> you, see, you see the failure of this one and you, you go, why, why did that happen, right? What was the things that brought that person to that place, and then I shouldn't do that, right? If he, if he or she would have listened way back here, 
their future would, would have been different, right? We see that with, with David. We see that with Solomon, right? Not every person is always a good example. Matter of fact, if we're honest with ourselves, we're filled with good and bad examples in ourselves, right? <laughs> if I get it right the first time, I learn. But a lot of times, those failures is, is where I learn from. Well, we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. And, and, but it's just like you were talking. We can learn from others' mistakes, too, if we see it and know it. You say, because we don't have to go through that ourselves. Yes, sir. That's, I, that's several conversations with my, with my dad. He would set me down, and he would, he would say, Hey, I see the path that you're taking, and if you would just listen to me, Right. I've already done it. If you would just listen, I'll tell you that it's not it's not worth it. And sometimes I listened. Sometimes I didn't. But you know what? In a lot of those conversations, my father was right. (laughs) You know, know, I, I, I found myself in this situation. I'm like, my Lord, he he was right, you know, but I thought I was better, you know, and that it hurts me to think to say that because I. I have great respect for my for my dad, but in my younger days, you know, sometimes I thought I was better than him. Well, he failed, but I won't, right? And then you find yourself in the same situation. You're like, whoa, okay, well, maybe it was just the decisions that we made and not the person, right? So remember, like Brother Gene said, we learn from we learn from our mistakes. And uh, and, and the more important part of that, why God has given us such such a variety of examples in his word, right? He could have just told us about Christ and, and that would have been enough. The word says that if all we ever know in this life is Jesus Christ, that's enough. But what we have is a book of failures, right? Every time God gave us an example of a person, of a human, they were a failure. But then God steps in and and they listen to guidance and and they persevere and and they come out they come out okay. Same thing happens in our life. If God's not in the mix, I'm a failure. Right? I may be the most successful person in the world, but if I don't have God, what does the Bible say? If I gain the whole world and lose my soul, what what have I gained? I haven't gained anything. So the guidance of God makes all makes all the difference. We have a number of, of clear statements uh, when we look through the Bible about guidance. One in particular is Jeremiah 10 and 23. It says, I know, O Lord, that a man's way is not in himself, nor is it uh, in a man who walks to direct his steps. Did you know that that was more than one time in the Bible? So in Proverbs, we, we have that, that same statement, right? I make my own decisions, but it's God who directs my path, right? Jeremiah says the same thing again. And if you actually start tracing some of these some of these passages throughout the Bible, you'll notice when God really wants you to understand something, it's placed several different places in the Word of God. And it may be worded a little differently, but it's, it's the same meeting. It's the same thread all the way through it. And if you pull that thread, so if you was to get on on the Google machine and do a word study or, or pull out a concordance and do a study on guidance, you're going to see a lot of cross-references, right? You look at the, the Isaiah 30 passage or, or Psalm 25, and there's, there's, it almost goes from cover to cover, both Old and New Testament, 
of this thread, you pull this thread of God's guidance and out comes so many scriptures. And when you start reading them line after line, right, it's over and over and over again. If you listen, right, I will speak. And when I speak, I'm going to tell you what to do. And if you do what I tell you to do, you're going to be way better off, right? Because remember, God has our best interests at, at heart. He really, truly wants us to become a better person. He wants us to become more like his son than, than we are of ourselves. And the only way that that happens is if we listen. That's really the biggest thing. So like when you pray, do you pray and then listen? I know sometimes for me, it's, it's real easy for me to get down and just, I mean, just rattle stuff off for 10, 15 minutes, you know, and, and get up and go about my way. And I feel, pat myself on the back, you know, I spent time with God and, and, and I, you know, I've did what I'm supposed to do. And, and I, I've talked the whole time and I haven't listened. You know, I've asked him for a lot of stuff, but how does communication work, right? It's supposed to be a relationship. So if I was to sit down with my wife and just rattle stuff off for 15 minutes, and then when she goes to open her mouth, I just get up and walk away. That's not going to end well for my day, right? We're going to have a conversation, and it's probably not going to be good. Well, bleed that over into our spiritual life. And how many times have we done that with, with God? We can all... We can all raise our hand, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying, you know, say say a line or two and then wait for four hours for God, God to speak. Uh, we, we know that's not what we're talking about, but it's really good. It, it, it's really good to pray with an open Bible, to pray and to read and to pray. The word of God will call that meditate on on his word as you're praying, you're reading, doing a devotional given time for for God to to speak because like I said primarily he's going to use his he's going to use his word he's going to bring a scripture to your remembrance right as you're praying uh for really really cool things sometimes he brings a scripture that you don't you you don't know and then you have to go find it and when you find it it just it just comes out to you and he, he speaks to you other times he speaks uh, through through various different ways, right? You may be praying to God a, about a situation, and, and Brother Ronnie comes up and, and and says, "Hey, I need to pray for you," and, and you're like, "Okay," and, and he prays for you, and and what he says, what he prays over you, is what you've been praying about. You haven't talked to to anybody about that, right? It, we call those second confirmations, and and that's all God speaking to us and guiding us, the conscience that we have. Uh, the, the inner man, the Bible would call it. If we listen, we know what we need to do, right? I have this going on in my life. I have this decision to make. And, and, and if we listen, God's steadily speaking to us and, and we know what we need to do. But it's just that listening part that sometimes we, uh, we have a hard time doing. <laughs> he says, be still. No, I'm God. We have that hard time to be still. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, we do. Well, that's just it. You know, I know that I need to wait for the Lord, right? So I'll pray, God, I'm waiting on you. I need this answer, right? And if it don't come right then, then I'm like, well, I guess it'll come later. I get up and go do my do my own thing, you know? Patience. Leave it to the Lord. 
<laughs> yeah, if we're not careful, like Brother Travis, we'll put a time limit on it. You know, I need this. I, I got to make this decision at three. You know, I really need it. I really need to know this is happening. And and if we're really honest with ourselves, God's been dealing with us for several days before that. Like we know what we need to do, right? Well, that's what I need to give somebody else that answer by three. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. It's a time yeah. You know, I mean, we think, well, we have deadlines, and we do. And we need to keep those deadlines, but sometimes <laughs> it's... Uh, right. First said what she had the question about. From behind us or whatever. I said, well, there's times that it's... We know what the answer is or because we know we may know the scripture or the Bible story that involved somebody going through that same scenario a lot of times we don't really wait around to see that's what God's trying to yeah. answer. The answer's right here you just didn't wait on me to give it to you. So it is looking, maybe looking behind it's not something that we're not we don't know we just don't realize this applicable in that situation that Right. I, mean, I got my blinders on and I'm, I'm trying to figure it out in my mind I'm going to make it work I just need God's approval that's usually the problem. Now I'll speak on I'll speak on my experience because I don't I know nobody else does this, but a lot of times I already have an answer in my mind that I really want God to, to say. You know, like if I want it to be a yes for this or a no for that or, or that and and, and I, the Lord's been dealing with me but I don't like the answer. So I'm just well, I'll just throw out another fleece or I'll just wait a little bit longer and maybe I didn't hear him the right way, you know. And the whole time he's just screaming as loud as he can in this inner man. <laughs> you know, like, it's not going to change, guys. God's answer is His answer. It's yes and amen, and that's the way that it is. So just because you don't like it, now we need to change our prayer. Lord, help me to accept this answered prayer. You know, I I didn't like the answer. This is not what I want, but not my will, but Your will right? Be done. <laughs> That's extremely hard. I know we're not talking about anything that we don't know, but it's, this is, this is, this is the, the nooks and crannies of a, of a spiritual life right here is, and sometimes we need to sweep the dust out of those, those corners because we know this, but man, this is difficult to do sometimes. Uh, he also tells us in his word, uh, that he'll lead us uh, by a renewed conscience, along with uh, with many different many different ways, you know, we believe, or, or we believe the Bible teaches us that God is, he, He's free to speak however however He wishes. You know, I'm not one to tell God what He can do. He tells me what what I can do, uh, and He speaks in a a lot of different ways. His word, right, is the primary way of communication, and that's not because I say so. It's because he he says so in his word. He's he has given his testimony, and it stands till like Miss Eddie was talking about before we we started. You know, all this is going to burn up. Everything is going to burn up, but the word of God will will remain, right? So his testimony is is true throughout eternity, and it's it's our it's our anchor. Okay, so when we start talking about some of this other stuff, when you hear. Okay, in in your conscience or or that inner man, like the Bible talks about, when you when you uh, feel 
God speaking to you or, or you hear through your conscience Him speaking to you, does it line up with the Word of God? Because the Bible says not every spirit is, is of God. And uh, believe you me, there's a war in this mind and there's, there's a lot of voices sometimes that come through this head and not all of it is, is God. So if you're praying for something, uh, guess what? The devil can hear that prayer, right? There's, there's spiritual warfare going all around. We can go to Daniel and there's, there's a warfare that goes on while we pray and, and you could get an answer. And it may be the one you want, but it better it better line up with the word of God, right? So times that we should just pray in silence. Yeah. Sometimes. Because he can't read our minds. He can read he can read the word. He yep. can write things that he can Yeah, he can. Only the only the Lord knows the heart of man, right? That's what the word says. But but there are times where and really I'm saying there's times, but Anytime we we go to make a decision or or have things going through our life, that we need to back up everything that we do through the Word of God because this is our spiritual our spiritual anchor. Like God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if He tells me something, if I feel like He's told me something and it goes contrary to His Word, one of them isn't true, right? And his word is true, so maybe what I heard could have been me, could have been a planet thought. Like Gina Kay said, there's there's several different things that, that could be going on. Maybe he is speaking to me, and, and I just put it through that filter, like I keep saying. I just put it through my, my bias filter, you know. Well, maybe that's not what he said. Maybe he said this, and I'll, I'll interpret it the wrong way. And It's got to line up with the word of God. This is our our foundation this is how we stay solid, right? This is how we step out in faith into some of these spiritual things uh, while also staying grounded, right? It's, it's all got to be backed up by the Word, the Word of God. The psalm that we read, Psalm uh, 25, uh, you notice the psalmist assumes the need for guidance. So he starts the psalm off as, as one seeking guidance, right? He's praying to the Lord and he's saying, I need you to lead me. I need your your guidance. Uh, and of course, not one of us would question that fact, right? Has anybody got it figured out yet? Do you know the way home? You want to show me? Right? We all need, we all need guidance. It's those who, it's those who feel they don't have the need for guidance that start to stray, right? We need to pray, uh, show me your ways, right? As David prayed, teach me, guide me, you know, verses four, five, and, and nine, he, over and over in that Psalm, that's, that's what he says. I need you to, to do some things for me, right? And those things is show me, show me what I'm doing wrong. And then I'll repent about it, right? That's what he's, as uh, he goes back and forth, please don't remember my transgressions. I love verse 11. If you're still there, look, he says, for your namesake. Okay, so glory to God, not to me. For your namesake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity. Why? For it's great. I have a, I have a lot. I have a lot that you need to show me mercy for. Please show me mercy. Show me guidance. 
God's guidance in our uh, in the lives of His people. Uh, there's many of many examples. Uh, first one, obviously, Abraham, right? Going to a uh, going from his native country, not knowing where he's going, uh, being wholly dependent upon the guidance of God, only on the word of God, right? God said, "Get up from the land of your fathers, from the land of Ur, and go to a land that I'll show you." He didn't even tell him where he was going. He just said, "Go that way," and and he went right. And it wasn't just Abraham; it was Abraham, his wife, his servants, his his workers. Like it's, he took he took them all, and he just started going, um, wholly dependent on the guidance of God. Like literally, you're gonna have to show me where to go. Uh, Moses and the children of Israel being led by a pillar of of uh, and a cloud, right, night and day, being guided where to go, where not to go. Uh, Joshua, right? Do I go to war? Do we not go to war? Do we take this city? Do we not take this city? How do we take this city, right? Over and over again, uh, the battle of Jericho, I love the first thing that Joshua does is he separates himself from everybody and he goes and he prays, right? And he, he says, Lord, what do I need to do? And then the Lord says, here's the battle plan. And Joshua, he's a warrior, right? Like he's he, he's the general of this nation, and you want me to walk around the city? He didn't fully understand what was gonna, what was going on, but but he knew that's what the Lord said, so that's what they, that's what they did, and it wrought a great victory. You also have examples of times when they didn't listen to the guidance of God, and they said, "Well, we took Jericho, and we can take this next city," and and it didn't go well, right? And then they stopped, and they repented, and they prayed, and 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 God told them what to do. And it worked out for them. Same thing in our life. You know, I, I can mess a lot of things up really quick, really quick. And and when I pray to God and I ask him for his guidance and he gives it to me and I listen, then the next step is is carrying out what what he's just told me. Even the even if I don't fully understand it, there's there's a little thing that we walk by that sometimes we forget as Christians. We walk by faith. Right? I don't understand. If somebody asks me, do you have this Christian life figured out? No, but I know what I need to do. I need to walk by faith and I need to listen to my Lord, right? Because he's master of my life. What does that mean? <laughs> it changes from day to day sometimes. Uh, you know, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to do what I need to do. And a lot of times this shows up in just our day-to-day. So today, we had a pretty rough morning. Uh, <clears throat> some of us did. I won't point anybody in here. But uh, it was pretty rough. We had a bad leak, and it got it got worse. We had to shut a lot of people down. And, and then the day really didn't slow down. And an hour before it's time for us to leave, right across the road, uh, another company hits one of our service lines. So we're scrambling to to fix all of this and the the foreman of that company comes and he asked Mike uh you know how much is this going to cost me <laughs> basically and uh, it really it really wasn't their fault they were trying to do the the right thing and and uh Mike pretty much told them you know it's it'll be okay you know it'll be fine but we got to talking and and, and he he said uh so you're not going to charge me 
And Mike's like, no, it's, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't that big of a deal. We got it fixed. It was fine. And uh, he pointed up and he said, the Lord sees, you know, the Lord sees you. And uh, <laughs> Mike, I was standing right there. Mike's like, well, you're, you're in the midst of two pastors. Like, we know the Lord sees us and, and he does. And then he's like, well, my dad's a preacher. It's funny how when you're talking to people, their, their dad's always something, you know. They they all they have an uncle or an aunt or a dad or brother. Or some, somebody's a preacher. And uh, he said, I know the Lord. My dad's a preacher. And, and I, but it's an opportunity, right? And, and I said, listen, work's over. I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this to you. I just, I feel led to say this to you. You said you know the Lord, but does the does the Lord know you? Because that's what's important. And he, he kind of stopped for a second and and a real genuine, genuine his spirit and my spirit connected, you know. I, and he said, no, God knows me. God knows me. I said, well, pray, praise God, you know, because that's what matters. There's a lot of people that know God. God doesn't know everybody, right? In, in this relationship, that that we're talking about in this in this salvation he knew he may have knew all the right things but if he doesn't have this relationship if he's not listening to the guidance that God's trying to give him in his life then he's spinning his wheels he's wasting his time but you could see the you could cuz he was amped up right he he just he just hit somebody else's water line and and it's going to cost him money is my insurance going to go up right he, all this stuff is going through his mind and then he's like okay yeah, no, I'm I'm fine. I'm good, and, and and I think that's how God works a lot of times. If we're just available and listening to the Spirit, not not because I was super spiritual that time. I was hot and I was ready for the day to be over with, and I I didn't want to be talking. Period. But but here's that unction, right? And there's been times in my past where I felt that, and I I didn't do what I was supposed to do, and feel 10 times worse after after the fact, right? And sometimes you're able to gain that open door back. Sometimes you're not. And and and, and all of that come flooding in. And I was like, well, I'm just, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And and it, you could see that guy just kind of calm down, you know, just it's, it's over with, you know. The important thing is eternally you're you're okay. You know, today's done. Tomorrow will be a new day. You can see all this going through it. And I, I, I love God for that. I really do. Because he's a God who's, who's personal. It's an individual relationship. And, and he uses his people to communicate to his, to his people. So uh, that's the Old Testament. The New Testament, we have the same kind of examples, right? Philip, he was the first one that come to my mind. He's just... In meditation on the Lord's day, he's just praying, and uh, he's guided by the Lord, to, and he leaves where he's at, and he's translated, and he's in the wilderness, and here comes this eunuch on a chariot reading, reading the scrolls, and uh, he he's he follows the Spirit, he leads this eunuch to to Christ, and they're traveling along, and and that Ethiopian eunuch says, hey, there's a mud puddle. It, can I be baptized? And Philip's like, absolutely. And he baptizes this guy, and then he's gone again, right? And it's the guidance of, of the Lord. And that's an extraordinary example, obviously, but we do the same thing, right, when we're guided through the Spirit. No, I haven't left 
from where I'm at to to another place. But I think today is is an example of that same that same kind of thing, just bringing somebody back to back to what's important, right? Uh, so Philip, Paul, right? He's compelled. The Bible says he's compelled to go to Jerusalem when everybody's telling him not to, and he's like, I I have to go. Like I've seen, I've seen it. I've got to go, and he's he's compelled to go. Jesus, after he's baptized, the word says he's compelled by the Spirit to go into the wilderness. He's he's guided and he's led and directed by the Holy Ghost, being our perfect example. So it's the same thing for us throughout the whole Bible. You don't get to be a Christian and not accept guidance from the Lord. <laughs> you you have to be guided by somebody, and I'm not a good example. I need to be guided by that perfect example. Uh, they, these examples establish the fact that God first does guide his people, so he is a God that that is active in his people. And uh, like I said, I want to look at the nature of this guidance and then some of the methods. And these aren't all of them uh, because, like I said, God is He's free to do whatever he wills. And it's almost an individual process. Uh, he deals with me differently than he he deals with you, right? He he draws upon those life experiences that I've had, and draws upon your life experiences that you have. And he may deal with uh, veterans differently than he deals with civilians. That's just one one way. He may deal with with a white-collar person differently than he deals with a blue-collar person, right? He may deal with a somebody with a very high intellect than he deals with a simpler person, right? And, and he reaches, this is what makes God, one of the things that makes God so so amazing is he he penetrates and he reaches each person that he he wills to reach, however that, however that is. So the nature of God's guidance. Uh, first, it's divine guidance. It's it's God. That's a, that's a given one, and we need to stress it though, and emphasize that quality because it is it is divine. This is the guidance that we need. It's the best guidance. It's not one source of guidance, right? It's not well. God said to do this, and I'm going to weigh my options. No, if, if God said it, that's what we need to do, right? Uh, Psalm 16 and 11, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. So it is the right thing to do. Like it's the right way to go is the guidance that God is, is given us. There's no, there could be no possibility of a mistake, uh, in the guidance that God gives his children. Uh, it's it's perfect. God's guidance is continual. It, it it never stops. As long as you'll listen, He's guided, right? As long as long as you are seeking Him, He's gonna He's gonna be found. It, it's a continual uh, a continual thing. It's a lifelong endeavor. From from really, if you want to be honest, from the time that you you are conceived in this world to the time that you leave this world. It's God's guidance throughout all of it. I just, I don't listen like I should sometimes. That's the whole key to this. 
if I listen hard enough, he's talking. He's moving, right? Yeah, I just got to see it. So it's a continual thing, and, and it's a gradual thing, okay? He doesn't data dump everything to us the first day. We wouldn't be able to hold that. But every day it's a gradual process, right? It's, it's a growth. It's, it's a growing to maturity. Uh, Psalm 37 and 23, the steps of man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. He, and that is God delights in the way that he leads the man is the way that that would translate out. So not only has God given us guidance, but it really brings him delight to see his children following what he says. Think anybody who's a parent, right? You have examples of your kids not doing what you tell them to do. And when they, they do what you tell them to do, it's good. Like if I say, hey, go pick up your socks. And my son goes, picks up his socks. That delights me. But whenever I see him go do it without me telling him, because I've already said it, right? It, it hasn't changed. Yesterday, I, I wanted you to pick up your socks. Tomorrow, I want you to pick up your socks, right? And I just see him start to make a habit of doing what I tell him to do. That, that, that's great delight, right? That brings me a lot of joy. That's when you start having conversations with dad. And I'm like, man, Richard Paul, he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing, he's learning, right? He's, he, you say stuff like he's, he's reached another level of maturity, right? And he was a baby, then he was a toddler, then, then he's an adolescent, right? And, he, and he's growing in all of this, and he's, he's learning, and he's doing. And it, it brings great delight. It was the same thing with our relationship with God. God has to tell us. He's given us 66 books to tell us what he wants, right? And when I don't do it, he tells me to do it. And whenever he tells me to do it, I do it. But whenever we start to just habitually do the good things that God is telling us to do, the word says that he delights. He delights in that, right? It's, it's a good thing. And I want to I live a life that, that glorifies God, but I want to live a life that, that God likes me to live. Like there's no other way to say it, right? I, want, I know my dad loves me, but I really want him to like me too right? My earthly father. And it's the same thing with God. I, I know God loves me. He, he saved me. He's, he's changed me. I really want him to like me too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's divine. It's continual. It's a gradual thing and it's an individual thing. It's, it's a very individual process. Okay. Uh, Multiple kids, right? I know I'm, my example is a little skewed right there. A baby just cries and eats and, and other things. But, but the way that I've talked to Richard Paul may or may not work for, uh, for the second, right? And, and, and for those of us who have multiple kids, you know, right? I can talk to this one this way, but, but this one doesn't doesn't listen to that and vice versa, right? So it's a very individual thing. God knows exactly how to get our attention and what we need, right? He doesn't ever come at two people alike. The message is the same, right? It's Christ and Christ alone, and you need you need salvation. The message is the same, but how that message comes about to each person is is different. So I was raised in church. Everybody knows 
um, and I heard a lot of good preaching. I knew all the right information. One of the last things that God did in my life right before, right before salvation came is he used the voice of somebody that I cared about deeply. I didn't hear an audible voice or, or anything like that, but I was doing something I shouldn't do, right, in a place I shouldn't have been, and I knew better. And what I heard through the inner man, what I heard was the voice of my grandmother, who had been dead for a couple years, just say, Scott. But the way she said it was she was disappointed, right? I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt what what that meant. And it wasn't a few weeks later, right, that I, I'm in that youth meeting and and that never left me, right? From the time it happened to, to right now, right? Chills on the back of my, my head because I know that that was God, right? And didn't hear an audible voice of God or, or anything like that, but he used the voice of somebody who I cared about deeply, right? Who didn't want to disappoint and who I was really still grieving. You know, it was just a couple short years and my grandmother had been gone and, and, and to hear her voice, right? For the first time since she's been gone, and that voice to be a voice of disappointment, it just broke me. It, it broke me. It really did. But it, it brought me to, it brought me to salvation. So that's just one example of of my life where God, God has guided me, right? He was guiding me all along. Um, that's that's a pretty powerful thing to me. Now, if you would have heard the voice of my grandmother probably wouldn't have affected you much other than, wow, that was weird, you know, that was a weird thought, you know, if my grandmother would have said, Gene, you know, you're like, what was that, and go on, because you don't, you don't know my grandmother, right, you, it would have been a stranger's voice, you'd have been like, well, that was weird, imagination, going crazy today, but as soon as I heard it, I knew exactly what it was, and it wasn't even, like, grandma, like, that wasn't the the thought I knew exactly, and that's what I want us to understand in, in the nature of God's guidance. If we listen, it's it's 100%. I know, I know that that was God, right? So if you want to listen, so I heard that, and and I wasn't like I heard Grandma's voice today, you know. No, I I was like, God's God's got my number, <laughs> you know. I can't. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because at some point in time, before that, when she was alive, she did it. Well, that's just it. That's what I'm saying. He used. Yeah. Yeah. He used a familiar voice to get my attention. Right and and to lead me into into the path that I needed to go. I I'd been straying my whole life, you know. And he was he was guiding me back into the into the fold where I needed I needed to be. But that's a very individual thing, right? And and, and he's it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it is. That's it. And that leads us to the next one. It, it's comprehensive. So that was exactly what I needed at that time. It was exactly what I needed. There was no better way to get young Scott's attention than the way God did it, right? 
other than the fact of sitting under somebody and they them using my name throughout the whole message. That was pretty comprehensive too. Uh, he wanted to really drive home the the message there. Okay, that was just for me. But uh, he's willing to guide us uh, concerning every detail. Right? It, there's no, literally nothing too small uh, for God. I love the phrase. Um, I, I can't remember if it was. It was, it was somebody talking to their pastor. They come up after service, and um, the pastor had said something about, like, give it all to God, right? And uh, this lady come up, and she asked her pastor, you know, is there something too small to bring uh, to God? And he said, absolutely not. She said, okay, I figured you would say that, so, so let me follow that up with this question. Is there something too big that, that I can bring to God, and he, he said, that's a weird question. That's No, there's nothing too big for God. She said, I, I figured you would say that, so let me ask this question. Now, is there something too small? And she said it again, so finally the pastor looked at her, grabbed her by the hand, and looked at her and said, how big is God? And she said, I can't answer that question. He, sa- she sa- he said, is, is, is God bigger than everything? Well, yes, obviously. He said, so everything is a small thing to God. So our biggest problems is a small is a small thing to God. Our smallest problems is a small thing to God. Bring everything to God. He desires, it, it, it delights him for us to see God in, in everything. Everything that we do. He said, that's crazy. Should I ask him about what shirt I could wear? It's not going to hurt. It's really not. You know, Lord, what would glorify you more today? A red shirt or a blue shirt? Hey, listen to that inner man. Whatever. It may be something that, that brings somebody to you, right? Just something as simple as what you wear. You know, wear a John 3.16 shirt or so anything. Doesn't matter. Somebody may be praying, and this is crazy, but this is the way God works, and I really do believe this works. Somebody may be praying, Lord, I need you need to show me somebody in a red shirt today. And there you are. Right? He'll use the Foolish things, the Bible says, to confound the wise. And and then when you back it up with the Word of God, you know, you're not just wearing a red shirt, but when that person says, hey, <laughs> and you, you witness to them and you give them the right information and, and you bring them before the Lord, then it all comes together. <laughs> what you got, Miss Eddie? That reminds me when I go to the grocery store. I said, now, Lord, I'm going to leave at 10 because of traffic <laughs> So you get me where I'm going. <laughs> it's bad when you. That's literally what we're talking about. So, real quickly, the methods, and and we'll wrap this up. So the nature of God again, uh, the of His guidance is divine, continual, gradual, individual, and comprehensive. And then the methods, uh, Lord, we could be here all, all day long talking about how God gets people, right? So grandma's voice, you can put that down. That that may be just a specific thing for me, right? Others may say, I read John 3.16 and, and, and he saved me, right? How many times has that happened? Well, that's happened a lot, right? But it's also individual things too. So first he guides us by his word. Again, it's primary. This is This is our base, okay? Everything comes back to what he has said. 
Uh, the Bible's our chart and a compass. Okay, it's 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 our map, it's our foundation, it's our guidebook. Um, it's a book of life. It's not just a textbook. It's the book of life. So he guides us by his word. He guides us by clear, and this is a crazy one, and sometimes strange ways, right? So I tell somebody, I heard my grandma's voice, and they may think that's pretty strange, but I can't help what you think. It happened, right? And it got me to, to where I am right now, and I can't, I can't tell you why it worked, when it worked, but it did, right? And it's very strange ways, and if we're honest, in this Christian walk, God has made us to do some at least what we think, some pretty strange things sometimes. But it, it's all through through that guidance. Not wrong things, just strange things, weird things, things that we wouldn't normally normally do, right? So Miss Eddie said, I don't leave till 10 because of traffic, but God may have her leave at 8 that morning, right, to, to be in the same area as somebody who, who she needs to witness to. And that to her, that's a strange thing. Why would I leave that early? I, I said I was leaving at 10, but there she is, right? Or leave a little later. Just weird, strange things. Uh, by general principles, just literally by like creation, anything, you can see God's guidance in, in that. Uh, John 7 and 17, if anyone is willing to do his will, he will know of the teaching, whether it is of God or whether I speak from myself. So j just leave, leave God availability to work throughout your day. I didn't have to talk to that man, but I did. Right? I could have said, because this thought come through my mind too, well, somebody will talk to him. That may be true, but right then it's my turn. <laughs> right? I may be... spoke to you too. Yeah. Yeah, the door was open. But God spoke to you. Yes. Yes. When he uses us to speak to someone else or when we actually are ministering the only reason we're doing it is because he's ministering to us. Well, it's the guidance, right? It's the guidance. So I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to go to the left to skirt around this, this event, but he's he's guiding me back into the into the mix, right? So uh, general principles, warning of false ways, right? So that goes back to those bad examples. So he guides us by showing us other people's failures, right? He guides us by showing us our failures. Hey. Remember when I told you to do this and you didn't? Let, let's listen this time, right? By false ways. He guides by his spirit. All of this is by the spirit that's within us, right? That, that is that inner man that the word talks about. He guides us by his spirit. He guides us by his all-seeing eye. It, God sees everything. So if he's telling me I need to go right, he sees something that I don't. Right? Or he tells me I need to go left or stay straight or talk to this person or do this thing. I, I need to listen to him because he sees more than I do. He, he just literally, he knows my end, right? And I, I can't see the rest of this day. I need to listen to him. And, and by servants, that's a big one, guys. It's a big one. So what I thought was, was a, an evangelistic mission ended up just being edifying a brother that I didn't know I didn't know I had today, right? I thought I was supposed to witness to this guy. I, I just stepped out in faith, and I just said what I felt I needed to say. And, and by the end of the conversation, I'm shaking his hand, and I'm telling him, man, God sees you, God loves you, you know, 
and everything's going to be all right. <clears throat> Edification. So don't wait, right? If God's telling you to do something, don't wait for clarification on that. Just do it. Step out in faith and do what he's telling you to do because he sees, he knows, and you may just be what that person's been praying for, right? It may just be what you've been praying for. That's just it. You just never know, right? We had we had some common ground in that, and, uh, and also we, we were literally doing the same job, right, the same type of job. And it wasn't some lawyer coming off the street wanting to talk to him or, you know, it's just another guy covered in mud wanting to wanting to do what the Lord's told him to do, you know. So uh, he guides by, by his servants and by his providences. Literally, God has all this figured out. And if we just listen, we're going to fall in line with his, with his will for our life. So if God guides us by just these by these five ways here under the nature of God, uh, there's some things that, that we get to do. So if we say that it's by his uh, divinity, it's continual, gradual, individual, it's comprehensive, then uh, we become familiar with his word, right? And we live in subjection to his spirit. So this is what we what we need to strive to do. This is what God has promised to do in his guidance. And what we strive to do first is, is to fill ourselves with the word of God, be subject to the spirit, uh, keep our eye on him as, as his eye goes before us, right? Cultivate the right kind of friends. So that's, that's really important. We can't be, a, we can't be abstinent from this world, Right? I keep bringing that guy up, but that's what happened today, and we're going to use it. I didn't know if he was friend or foe till the end of that conversation, right? If he would have said, no, God doesn't know me, then that would have changed the conversation a little bit, right? But he ended up being in the fold, and, and by faith, I, I believe him, right? Because I got no reason not to. I, I believe him. So, so have the right kind of people around you, even though we're in this world, don't be of this world, right? Have have good Christian people that you can count on, you can talk to, and then watch for his providential workings. When those doors are open, walk through them, right? When that door is closed, don't try and beat it down. Just do what the Spirit is leading you to do. And the Word of God says that you're going to do two things. One, you're going to live a far better life, and you're going to delight the God of this universe. And that's, that's two great things, right? I'm going to glorify God, in other words, in everything that I do. Amen.